Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. Dun dun. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori and V. Today, we, we're joined by that Aviles guy. Yo. And today, guys, we're getting into the NERD album In Search Of, which is their debut. It came out in 2001. It was led by the single Lap Dance. Um, they had It had two other singles, if Rock, I'm not mistaken. Rockstar. Rockstar, which was really, really big. And, and Truth or Dare. And Truth yeah. or Dare with Pusha T. Um, this album is recognized for being a rap and rock album, both essentially. Um, it came out to like a lot of really good reviews back then. I think they got criticism out the gate because it was really fresh. It was new. It was nothing like it. But at the same time, a lot of people loved it for that reason. What, what were we um, gonna say? They actually, there's two, there's two versions yes. of the album. Mm -hmm. Um, one was the one they originally had released in, in Europe first in 2001. And the second one has more of a rock. Well, it has live instrumentation. Yeah, live. Mm -hmm. uh, Spy Mob, I think it was the band. I'm not sure it's who the, the band was. Band. But I think they, it's uh, yeah, Spy Mob. They had a live instrumentation to give it a more rock feel. Yeah. yeah. And um, which in turn caused the album to be a lot shorter uh, when, they, when they redid it. So it, it gives us 12 tracks. The album came out under Virgin Records. Um, but this was like the prelude to their takeover with Star Trek. I mean, uh, in doing some research and stuff, I know that this album was named after In Search Of. Uh, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah, the show, which, you know, hence Rest Star Trek. Um, when did he die? Uh, a few years back. I think like five years ago. Yeah. Okay. I, wasn't, I wasn't the biggest Trekkie. But um, I know that the, I know what this album meant significantly for the culture. I was really happy that Torian decided that he wanted to do it. Um, what's our initial thoughts on this album? Um, to me, this is a rock album. Mm -hmm. Like it's not. Um, I, I get that it has like rap. It has on rap. It, yep. But it's a rock album. Um, and I was talking to my girl about it, and I was like, "Damn, like if Pharrell and 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 Chad and Shay had had like a." a another vocalist uh, besides Pharrell, like a white vocalist, unfortunately, to say. Like, this probably this album probably would have sold 10 million records. Mm -hmm. A lot of the songs on here are, like, amazing. Pharrell is a, he's a hit maker. He, he knows how to make a catchy song. Um, Chad is amazing on the pianos and, and the keyboards. Mm -hmm. Shay on the drums, bro. Like, I really, I've never listened to that album I never listened to In Search Up with the ears that I listened to when I when I was listening to this album. Like I always like heard it and was like, all right, cool. Like this is like that alternative shit, right? Mm -hmm. But this album opened the doors for so many of those kids. Like a, it, it opened the doors for like um, a Fifi Dobson, yeah, to become you know who she became in, well, she, in music. She popped up like shortly after this. Yeah, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like so, it it, it kind of like made it okay for like black kids to like get get into rock music because. You gotta think. You had like Limp Bizkit. You had Corn. Mm -hmm. You had these bands that were kind of blending the lines between hip hop and and rock music, mm -hmm. and like selling millions of records. 
but when a black kid did it, it's automatically just called hip hop. Like, yeah, it can't yeah, be called yeah. anything else, right? And like some forty one, like there were there were a lot of bands that came out after this, but I felt like damn, like obviously Pharrell and Chad, they aren't hurting for anything, right? Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, like you hear so much ACDC influence in there. You hear like a lot of you hear a lot of funk and soul also, like undertones in it, and obviously that's it, it's all in the same family. But I I, I guess I, I got angry <laughs> listening to the album because I'm just like, you know, In Search Of should be one of those albums that should be hailed at, at a, as a certain regard in rock music, and it isn't. And I and I really think that's because the lead is a black man. And um, the last thing that I'll say is is that when it all like when all the smoke settles and stuff like that, like our children will discover this album and like not understand like why this album didn't sell 10 million records. I, I completely agree. I think it's funny because the, the legacy of, um, of NERD, like when you look at Pharrell, you know, Pharrell's such a superstar that everything that he's done, it's not grouped in with NERD. NERD is like his own entity mm-hmm. until like he goes and he visits that and it's a big deal within the culture. But like nothing that he does is roped into NERD. Like I always found that really interesting. Um, and I and I wonder why that is. I guess it could be to to what you pointed out, because it's such a he's looked at in hip hop culture and this is like a step out of that. So they kind of just don't mix the two. Right. Like it is I don't and one other thing that I'll say before we let Danny talk is that you ever noticed that like and I think like every fan group of like certain genres or like artists or whatever like that, like are snobs. But nerd fans mm-hmm. are some of the snobbiest music fans <laughs> I've ever met in my life. Shout out to Smitty. <laughs> yeah, like nerd, like nerd fans think they have a better understanding of music. Like they think, like you, you would think that they can read Mozart <laughs> the way that when when you talk to uh, a nerd fan, like not not a Neptune's fan, a ner- talk to a nerd fan and see their thoughts on music and like what they do. And um, I remember uh, Corey Towns. He's a really huge, huge nerd fan, right? And and Neptune's fan. But like I remember that um Pharrell and them knew that he was a huge fan. And he said that like that last album that they put out, No One Ever Really Dies. Yeah. He got flown out to like hear it and he said that he was so disappointed because he hated the album. <laughs> oh yeah, but he couldn't say anything. Yeah, like obviously, like what do you I say? Mean, what you like say? Yeah. yeah, like it's just funny. Like, you know, like that would be like my worst nightmare for Jay Z to like fly me out. Yeah. And I hear the album. And I don't like it. You know what's crazy about that? I'd probably like it off the high of that. Like, they flew me out for this shit. Damn, nah, this is dog. cool. But then uh, flying back home, I'd probably be like, damn, yeah, I guess that wasn't that good. Nah, I wouldn't. You, you know how I am with my facial expressions, bro. Yeah. If whole flies <laughs> me out, and I'm sitting there across from him, Tata, Jay Brown, and fucking OG1, and that album is trash, if you I'm going to get my ass beat. If you my face for Magna Carta, Holy Grail, it would have been a problem. Oh yeah, I can't hide my expression if I hear Tom Ford. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I can't. I can't do it. Yeah. I can't do it. So I don't blame y'all. But um, we'll get into the album though. The album Wait, kicks no, off. I want to know my bad. Yeah. Um, so I didn't get on the nerd probably till uh, I think it's Fly or Die, which came out probably. Uh, I th- I want to say that was four. four or four. Yeah. Um, and then I went back and did my Same research. Was yeah, but um. It's hard to explain. It was pretty cool. Growing up in New York, um, especially hanging out downtown and uptown, I was able to experience, you know, like going and seeing uh, 
different music because of the opportunities I got uh, for school um, and working the system. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was able to get exp- a lot of experience, like going to see rock shows and as well as hip hop shows. And so I this style of what they were doing was able to help me like blend groups of friends and talk about things and open conversations with other groups of friends uh, that I hadn't had before and putting friends on the things and, and vice versa uh, music wise mm-hmm. this um this album though uh, it is completely a pop I want to say po- alternative pop album um where I think it sounds like a lot of what you would have heard on Z100, but with a little more uh, hip-hop, electronic, and funk um, influence. I think it uh, it definitely started the uh, urban outfitter culture in uh, New York for a little while. It did. Um, it, 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 uh, this was the era where everybody starts learning about Soho and going downtown and shopping and, and shit because it was a freshman year of high school mm. at the time that dropped. So I'm, re- I'm remembering like how New York was when that dropped. Okay. And uh, then going back and, and rediscovering it, you know, that, those three years later was, um, was pretty good. That's interesting because I don't even think it, now that you bring that up, like, um, what was this? This was 02, right? So yeah, I wasn't here for this. And when, NERD wasn't played like when I was growing up and when with this coming out like it was big but like honestly I didn't really get in tune with NERD until I think Hove rapped over Rockstar for S. Carter collection but I knew about the song because Rockstar was big but then you know I just I didn't really tap into NERD till like years later so maybe like after Fly or Die is when nah, I tapped well, in and I even was... fun fact um Speaking of Fly or Die, today actually is the anniversary of Fly or Die. Yeah, came out in '04. I, I think uh, also, I think their big calling when everybody really got on them and they, and they were more popular was uh, probably Seeing Sounds, which was the, their third album in 2008. Mm-hmm. 2007, yeah. Um, yeah, 2007. I think that's Sorry. by then. I think that was more. Um, they're like a, they had become officially a stable. Yeah. Um, and they. Uh, Everybody knew what they could do as the Neptunes already, and 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 as NERD, mm-hmm. and uh, I'd always loved with and they ended using it for the last uh, album title. You already mentioned it. I always loved the breakdown of uh, NERD. The no one ever really dies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, my ass is in Long Island, and Black Kids was feeling seen like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> they, was, they was out there wearing their Vans, skateboarding and shit, wearing their Jenko jeans, happy as hell. <laughs> yeah, nah, this this album. This album, I wasn't, I wasn't all the way in tune yet. Like I just, like it missed me. But then when I went back to it, man, it's like there's some gems on this album. But we, we, we can get into it. It kicks off with lap dance, monster, monster single, um, which features Vita on the vocals on there, um, and Lee Harvey with rapping. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the bigger, one of the bigger singles that they've had to this date. Um, it's a classic song with a double meaning that a lot of people don't yeah. pick up on. It's infectious. Yeah. Like that that instrumental that the just the music of it is is highly infectious and it gets stuck in your head for long periods of time. Whenever it's been used in like uh movies or or T V shows, it's always like 
it adds the energy that you really need yeah. to get those shots across. Um, all right, I'm just get this out of my system. I'm just gonna say it one time. Pharrell gives us something to no doubt. Gwen Stefani, mm-hmm. like it's out of here. Yeah, it's out of here. Like, did like, do you? <laughs> The fact that you could play this song anywhere and people just go off to it, and the fact that In Search of was kind of, sort of, an underground album mm-hmm. drives me nuts. That's the appeal, but I think that's the appeal of NERD, is mm-hmm. that like no matter what they do, even if it's a big song, like Lemon was fucking huge, right? Like from No One Ever Really Dies, but like it always has like this undertone to it where if you know about it, like you're in the cool crowd, and if you don't, then I mean, you missed it, you know. Yeah, there, there, it's it, it goes back to that snobbish thing you say yeah, that the yeah. NERD stands have. There's some elitism. Uh, there is some elitism, but it's it's kind of hard not to when you know you know the good music mm-hmm. and you know that everybody's gonna love what you're putting on, and and like when people finally come to the party, it's like, I've been knew this, but that's like that's the elitism mm-hmm. they have. Mm-hmm. Um. I think lap dance though is uh, it's definitely. I don't. I'm trying to remember what year was the first collab he did with Gwen. I want to say like '03. Yeah, so maybe this was like, cause cause if you really go back to I mean, it was a pro- '04. If, if no, you, it was definitely uh, it was it was definitely oh, out well. They started working together end of 2002. And what came out of that was the music that we got in 2004 from Gwen when she went solo. Mm -hmm. Well, if you go back and even look at um, No Doubt's work together as a group, you can see the the similarities because they're they're uh, I, I, the term is a uh, ska yeah ska like it's a combination of yeah. reggae and white people yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah but if you go and you go look at it they've always been very um, ska influenced by like Cali skate culture yeah. and all that so when with NERD it kind of just makes sense it's a perfect marriage but yeah. that's why I say. Some of these songs that Pharrell wrote, obviously he wanted to be a solo artist himself, right? Yeah. And rightfully so. Yeah. But it's just insane to me that if he gives it, like, if you just change who's on the cover and it's not Pharrell and it's a white person, yeah, like, yeah. it's it's yeah. it's out of here because it's not that the song stuff, the songs mm-hmm. aren't bad, the song structure isn't bad, and, and, it's I, pro- and, it, and it's been proven. I think he's conscious of that too, though, right? Because you you look at his history with even, like, the hits, like, um... Giving slave to you to Britney Spears, slave for you to Britney Spears, and wasn't that supposed to? Who was that supposed to go to instead? Slave? It was supposed to go Janet to Jackson. Yeah. Yes, right. Janet. It would have been a hit at that time in like early two thousands, but Britney Spears was Britney Spears, you know, like mm-hmm. in that time yeah. frame. Um, and just picking and choosing who would be the right person for his moments, and then he has his moments where. He doesn't care because the music is the music and he's going to put it out no matter mm-hmm. who's right. behind it. You know? I think I think that was like the blessing of him being a successful producer. Mm-hmm. And that gave him the freedom to like not be pressed to make hit songs because like being a producer was his bread and butter. Yeah. And I mean, I'm thankful for that because, you know, a lot of a lot of artists aren't allowed that to, to allowed to do that. Like, you know, like I remember um, you remember um, when Chris Brown started the band Ugly? 
and Tiana was supposed to be the front. Oh yeah, yeah, there. yeah. And his boy, um, uh, me. Uh, yeah, me, uh, Miho, Miho? Ugly. Yeah. yeah. Like they were supposed to start it, but like it just couldn't take off because like they were they the pay. Well, no, I think Tiana left and went and and went to Def Jam. That's what happened mm. and went solo. And it was like a big thing. Oh, was that when she signed with Pharrell and she had that Google Me song, Google Me Baby? It was one of those songs. Basically, Tiana skipped town on Chris and just screwed everything up. But <laughs> they had like something in place. But like, think about it. Like, I'm pretty sure if Tiana was already established, she probably would have just kicked it and stayed because her and Chris are, are still like really good friends. But like, I felt like she wanted to like get to her, establish her, fame. her own shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Which I think was a it was a good move for her. Um, mm. I think I think so only because. I think if she would have did that, she would have been forever associated with Chris Brown. Especially down the line if she was trying to establish her own shit. I want to know if find a way to hear some of those sessions. I know she they, they had some music. Oh, yeah, yeah. I don't know if I want to hear them, though. <laughs> <laughs> I want to check them out, man. Yeah. No, I, I would want, I'd like to hear them. I'm curious. Um, Next But, song. yeah, you guys, well... You guys find it interesting about the double meaning of this song? Let's with, hear it. With, um, I, I, we, we knew that's what you were alluding to when you brought it up the first time. We just... I didn't want to make it so easy. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, the double meaning of the song of like him talking about the government and mm -hmm. about strippers, and I don't know if Gwen Stefani would have been able to do that. But I mean, I don't like a, a lot of the, the songs on this album have double meanings, mm -hmm. and I think also think that a lot of the songs that he's even like made for other artists have double meanings. So like, for sure. like so I so I'm I get only, what you're saying. Like I'm that only we talking know about from the political aspect of this song. I think I think it still would work because I mean she was anti shit. Okay. She was anti-establishment, but I don't think that it would have been like it, we would be finding out about it now that oh yeah it was a double entendre for yeah, fuck yeah. the government and and strippers and shit like that. Yeah. Being I think it's pretty obvious in the chorus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But I I feel like it's a very surface level song that a lot of people don't know though. Yeah, I get what you, I get I get yeah. I get both sides, but I, I think that he would have got that off. Yeah. Okay. Well, things are getting better with the next song. Um, how we feeling? Beautiful, um, beautiful blend of hard rock and soul music, and um, it's just like when you think about it, right? Uh, when I was in high school, and like I would like see all the band kids together, like I would be like, man, these are fucking geeks. Like I just, you know, like my my fucking macho sports ass, right? But you think about it like that, like some of them are like a soul, make some of the best music because like they understand rhythm and how to control the crowd from an early age before they even step foot in the studio. Mm -hmm. They know how to step on a football field and like really kill it. And the fact that like Chad, Shay, and, and Pharrell are like band geeks, mm -hmm. and Pharrell grew up in the church as well, and just understand musically like what to do and like how good this song makes me feel. <laughs> I just I just thought about all of that and I was like, damn, I need to apologize to all those fucking band geeks. <laughs> do we know what Shay is like up to? I, I think Shay 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 is has still, the perfect life, bro. Is he still in music? Like he's a very reserved dude. I mean, you have a computer right in front of you. So I was I, asking you. I I, I don't know do what Shay's know? doing, Reg. No, 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 I don't. I don't know. Damn, Reg. nigga. No. I don't know what Shay's up to, but I, I think that Shay does a lot of behind the scenes stuff with with Chad and um and Pharrell. All right, because he's the drums guy. Yeah, yeah, he is. So, I but I know he resurfaced to do like a campaign for um was it human? Human? You talking about Pharrell's brand? Human yeah. made? No, uh, human, not human race. He did like something. He did like a um something for hypebeast actually. He did something for yeah, he, a capsule, he, and he recreated the insertion yeah, cover. Yeah, and that was like the only time niggas seen him. Mm. in forever but um but no i do love this song 
Love the production. Low touch of optimism. I like it. Cool. Um, Brain is the next song. Another double entendre song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another double entendre. We love that. We love we love the topic of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, I mean I just yeah. I, I just find it funny that uh like how how um tongue in cheek Pharrell is. Cause you find him, you see him, and you think he's a really like reserved dude, right? And you don't think like, oh shit, like Pharrell is like doing this, but Pharrell's probably like courted some of the most gorgeous women walking the planet um, Earth. Yeah. Who you gonna bring Vashti? Vashti? Uh, d- uh, yeah. Vashti. Yeah. Vashti's pretty. Vashti, the queen of Soho, right? Yeah, yeah, legend. Yeah, I just think I don't know. It's just like one of those things where I'm just like, damn. Like, would I ever, like, you know how people be like, yo, I'm not leaving my girl in the room with that dude. The one dude that I am terrified <laughs> to leave my girl around is fucking Pharrell. I never even heard my girl say that Pharrell's cute, but I guarantee you he'll be cute if they're in the room together. <laughs> he, just, he just seems like a really positive dude. Really positive yeah, dude. Yeah, it just, like, yeah, he, he, that's what it is. It's just, like, yo, he feel, it feels like nobody would have a bad time hanging out yeah, with Yeah, like, ever. he seems, like, he... He's just super motivational. Like I've watched his drink champs like maybe twice, and um, I think I sat there and said, "Yo, I'm snitching on all of y'all. Some shit going on, and everybody <laughs> was cool with it. Everybody was cool. They clapped. Yeah, they, like, all right, fuck it. <laughs> they clapped. Um, Provider is the next song. That was a I'm single not... too, right? Provider? Uh, no, I no? don't think Provider was a single. Uh, yes, it was a third single. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, eh, I'm not that. Cra- I wasn't that crazy about this song. I, I, I hear this song and I hear Weezer. I uh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah, that's another band that I thought like that. If he could have, I, I believe that Pharrell has worked with Weezer. I think so too. But I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, you hear it and you're just like, fuck, because Pharrell's not the most talented singer. He's not the most talented yeah. musician, but he knows how to make a hit, mm-hmm. and he knows jingles and he knows melodies. So. It's just like it's always just going to work for him. And, you know, I think that's the the beauty of his work. But I also think that he definitely needs Shay and Chad. Oh, for sure. And with this song is I don't very... think he needs them, but I think I think God, there's just he a level he doesn't he doesn't hit without them completely. Like, I think he would have. Re- that... Yeah, that, that's the level where he's he's reached. Like, like, like if he didn't have them, he wouldn't be as big. But I think he would have still been able to be somebody. Yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, shit, he still established himself without them, but mm-hmm. people really enjoy the best of him when he's some, some people have no idea that Chad and Shay exist. I, I low-key love when um he has gun bars because I mm-hmm. find it hilarious. So I, I really do enjoy this song because it's so not Pharrell. So when he does talk gun shit or, like, you know, thug shit, you can't help but love it. Yeah. yeah, because you know it's all, it's all it's all tongue in cheek, and you mm-hmm. know he he's not he doesn't mean it. Yeah, especially yeah, yeah. when he makes like, and I love the fact that he did he, it. It went so well, like his production with like a crew like the Clips, you know. Those are his mans in them. Yeah, yeah. I think I think with Pharrell, I found it interesting after he dropped. Um, in my mind, he said it was a lot of things on that album that he regretted because. He made it with the intent of being like a real like, you know, being a rapper and like with yeah. with rapping comes like stunting and you know the chains and all this shit and that almost super flashy, which is not Pharrell um, when you when you look back. But 
that's why he said like he kind of regretted it. I don't know. Pharrell's always been kind of flashy. Yeah, but in rapping though, not in rapping. That's the thing. Like I he, mean, he drop said, it like it's he hot is one of the like a brand like an Enzo and about all this other shit that yeah. niggas can't afford. And he said like when he listened back to it now he kind of cringes because it's not really him like that. I get what he's saying. But he's full of shit. Like, this nigga makes fucking diamonds. Yeah. He works for yeah. Tom making diamonds and, and, I, I, and jewelry and shit like that. Like All his even, Nemo pieces? Yeah, like, even, mm-hmm. like, even, like, when he, even when he, like, walks out of the, the crib or whatever like that, like, he probably has on a fucking, um, a fucking Cartier bracelet <laughs> that's, like, worth, like, yeah. thousands of dollars. So it's just, like, no matter what, like, he, he's not going to tell me that. The man owns a fucking hotel in Miami, like. Like he's a walking stunt. Like I, I get what yeah. he's saying, like bragging about it. Yeah, but yeah. But he can't help it. He just has yeah. really good taste and suspense. Exactly. Yeah. It's the bragging about it part that he's like, eh, you know. Um, Truth or Dare features Kalise and Pusha T. Yo, Kalise's voice on there. Uh, there's something about her tone or something that bothers me on this song. You don't Jesus like it? Christ. Yeah. I really, I really used to enjoy. Kalise and Neptunes together, man. They no. they made magic. I oh, do. So taking nods aside, <laughs> I ain't taking no side. <laughs> I just really enjoyed them I mean, together. Yo, um, if you're asking me, yes, yes, I'm taking I, nods aside. If, Look at the classics. It's really it's us. really unfortunate for me because if I don't <laughs> if I don't ever hear this song live, like I know that if I had to get, get somebody else to like perform Kalise's part, I need to hear this song live. It's a I need song. to see it, I need to see it perform live. Yo, Pusha T Pusha has lived a million lives and he's been the same person in each life. It's great. Is I do like it. He's fucking Wolverine, he's, bro. He's dropping. <laughs> yo, he had to kill himself. Like yo, that that shit is so great. Yeah, this it shouldn't is, be that good. This is dope. I like this a lot. Um, and Pusha Pusha keeps he keeps proving himself that like he can step out of the box. He just doesn't you know doesn't really want to. He knows his niche. Nah, he he just dissed McDonald's like for. That's what I'm saying. He like, he can step out of the box. He proves. Oh, it. I thought you said he he, he yeah, oh, yeah sorry. he can I'm, he can step okay. out of the box, but he do, he doesn't he knows his comfort. He stays there, but he'll step out every now and then. Um, tape you is the next song. We know what that's about. You know, I like this song. What is it about, Reg? Some good old consent, man. Good old consent with the camera. Yeah. And two women. Son, Pharrell yeah. has slept with some of the best looking women in the world. You like, know what's he's crazy, had his but pick there, of the litter. There hasn't there hasn't been like a vast dating history on Pharrell. Because uh, he's a very private person. He's a low-key yeah, dude. With the paparazzi shit. Yeah, and yeah, all yeah. That, so it works out in his favor. Sniper, snipe. Yeah, but I, I really So I don't think... really... Who has, be, who has he been speculated on being with? Um, Lauren London, Vashti. Um, well, you know, we, we know his wife, Khalees. Um... Damn, let me see who else he, he who he was connected to. Yeah, um, <laughs> like looks wise, looks wise. <laughs> I don't know her history. Looks wise, that that, that king cover. That, I had that. That, that sounded crazy. <laughs> I cleared it up though. You know what I mean? Nah, nah. You you, you just real quick with it, right? Nah, looks wise. She had a she. Nah, Khalees definitely like. Uh, and that was the some of my friends' first time ever learning what a Dominican was who aren't from New York. Was Khalees. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Interesting. Did I know? Yeah, no, yeah, I didn't know that. Wait, well, I don't did. know if I knew that Khalees was Dominican. Yeah. I don't think I knew that. But, uh, yeah, so tape. I forgot how we started talking about Khalees. But Tape You, Tape You was a great song. 
You know, tape you. I, I, tape you might be my favorite song on here. Yeah. Yeah. Over. Well, we'll talk about that later. Yeah. Well, we'll talk the next song. The next song actually. I figured. I figured that's the song you were going. Ah, uh, it's such a great fucking song. It is. Run it's to the bit. sun. Run to the sun. First of all, tape you into Run to the Sun is an elite lead-in. That shit is so beautiful. And this beat on Run to the Sun is amazing. There's this one DJ that put, uh, I wish I could remember the DJ's name, but they put um, Brent Fiaz's, uh Waste My Time or Waste Your Time oh, shit. over Run to the Sun. That I shit need to is hear amazing. that. Nah, that sounds like fucking magic. <laughs> that right shit there. is so beautiful. But uh and Drake raps over that, like it's it's perfect. But um Run to the Sun is a beautiful song. I'm in love nah. with the production. Alright. Alright, yeah, bro. Oh. Nah, I love tape. I don't know. Yeah, hey man, you like tape-y. what you like, but I'm tape-y. saying you might need to play Run to the Sun tape-y. again and look like I can sway you a little bit. It tape you nah, it's tape you. Alright. All right. No, nah, it's a, an amazing song. Run to the Sun is an amazing song. This is probably the peak of the uh, album to me. Like those two songs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I ain't mad at that. Yeah. Um. You you had something on Run to the Sun? Hey, give me a beverage. <sighs> so let's see. <clears throat> Pharrell's a very smooth individual, guys. And Run to the Sun is one of those songs that like I heard and I was like, damn, why is this not in a movie soundtrack? Mm. Like one of those like Justin Timberlake movies that he, when he went on his run with like Mila Kunis or like Ashton Kutcher. Mm-hmm. Like why is this song not the song that's playing at the end, like when when the when the couple realizes that they're like meant for each other and they love each other? That's what I thought about. I thought that I'm like, damn, I know Pharrell's scoring movies now, but he should have been scoring romantic comedies for years. Yeah, it's such a poetic song. <laughs> Mm-hmm. It's just perfect. It just flows so well. Um, Baby Doll is the next song, which I'm uh, about. Yeah, I'm not yeah. feeling that song. I'm okay. This on one, that. speaking of like soundtracks, this does sound like a, a cliche soundtrack song to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, we can skip right over that. Am I high? <laughs> Am I high? Features my malice. Yeah. I like, I like this one Am a lot. I, yeah. Yeah, I like this one a lot. Uh, yeah. I like how clips are on here, but just on different tracks. Yeah. And very different type of songs. You took exactly what I was going to say just now, actually. That's exactly what I... Uh, um, and it's also, this is the time I kind of felt like Malice was the nicer of the two. Oh, uh, yeah. Malice was always the nicer of the two. I, I, yeah, like... To you. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to always speak for me. Okay. I, I agree. I, I, in, in my personal opinion, Malice was always the better of the two. Mm-hmm. To y'all. That's what you're going to say? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, man. Malice perspective the flow was just man malice was great uh rockstar rockstar another really big single rockstar was a big ass song like even though i I didn't catch on really to them Mm -hmm. until after yeah this song was everywhere Mm -hmm. i feel like this song this song was good because it's crazy because like at this time what pharrell was doing it was like it was almost like like alter egos were really big in rap. Remember that time mm-hmm. when alter egos were like a thing? But like I feel like NERD, a lot of people that weren't up on NERD saw what Pharrell was doing with NERD as like kind of his alter ego because mm-hmm. it was just such a sharp left. But um, Rockstar, I said it earlier with um, with the S. Carter collection freestyle 
was like what made me want to listen to more of this because mm-hmm. I hadn't I wasn't I wasn't fully tapped in. But it's a beautiful, it's a great fucking oh, song. Man. Mustache and, Row was blacking, bro. Yeah, he was. <laughs> and um, this was like the prelude to the time in hip hop where everybody partied like a rock star, mm-hmm. right? This was like 2002. Yeah, the party like a rock star was like 2006, 2007. Yeah, rock star, rock star totally lifestyle. Yeah, it was a dark Yo, time. Mike. It was a, it was something that was tapped into. A lifestyle that wasn't looked at as like weird or like taboo or like crazy. Like it's like, yo, I actually want to have that much fun. I actually want to get wasted and be at a party and like mm-hmm. fall out and like wake up to two people next to me fucking. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Project X. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that takes us right into Bobby James. Not that crazy about this song, me but neither. the last one minute and thirty five seconds of this song, where it's just that instrumental. Mm-hmm. <sighs> That shit is great. That shit, and, you know, and I, I almost feel like that should have ended the album. Nah, I like stay but, together. No, I like stay together, but I'm talking about just a placement of it, cause the, cause I can how understand that, that. Yeah, how that flows at the end just sounds like so final. Like it sounds like we kind of drifting somewhere, but at the same time, I get why, and we're leading in to stay together. I get why stay together closes the album though, because you mm-hmm. start with lap dance and then. Pharrell kind of takes you on this journey through this whole album of talking about these women that he's infatuated with. Yeah. And it's it ends with Stay Together. It makes sense, you know? But, yeah, man, that, that instrumental was strong for me. Y'all had anything on that one? Nope. You don't like it? I, I don't care. I skip over it. Yeah. Um, I like... So, going in and Stay Together, I'm doing mm-hmm. Reggie Shot. Uh, <laughs> I... Like it's just a confirmation that like Pharrell is one of the most the best music men in the music industry, and then I hope that one day, if he wants to, he will be the head of Universal or one of the major music industry like conglomerates because he just understands music. Like it, it's not about hip hop, it's not about any genre. I I even think like he can he can executive produce a fucking Mozart album. like well not Mozart a classical music album. Pause. Clean your lip. Mm. Oh yeah. That's from my lemonade. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. <laughs> it was good. Uh, so, yeah, I just think that Pharrell can do whatever he wants. And I just think that it's proven that he is, he has an ear for music and he's a music man. And I just think, it's, like, a lot of artists come out and they make, so, like, sub, sub, um, substantiary labels. Mm-hmm. Pharrell needs to be running Universal Music Group. You mean subsidiary? There you go. Okay. He needs to be running. Y'all was confused, my bad. Yeah. So he needs to be running one of those. Like He needs to be running the label, the whole shit, or Warner Brothers, or Atlantic. I don't like, think he, needs, he wants to. I was just going to say I don't think he wants that. I don't. But see, the, I, I think if the, if the opportunity is presented, I think he does it. I'm pretty Who's to sure say it? I, I as think long it, as he's been around. I don't yeah. nah, No, they, they, no like, that's the thing. Like, LA, they, no. If if that's the case, LRE will be running one of those labels right now. LRE wants to, but they they always pass him up and just give him his own label. They oh, never let I'm... him. They never let. They never let the black musicians run. You want to know why Pharrell don't care? Because Pharrell knows how much of a headache is going to be getting the job. Like, oh, I get that Pharrell's cool, and I get that he's laid back, yeah. but like he's a music man, and I'm telling you, that's why he still works in the music industry. If they said we want you to run Universal, that's like one of like the biggest accolades that you can get. 
in the music industry, and I I get the whole cool laid back thing, but he would do it. Yeah. L.A. Reid has talked about it at, at length. How every time someone steps down and he's up for it, they give it to somebody or somebody's son, and then they say, "Oh, L.A., we want we want you to run urban music of this label, or we want to give you your own label." And that's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. I get the whole Pharrell might not want it thing, but if they or if it was just easy like Pharrell, we just want like run it. Like he doesn't have to compete or like sell himself. He's mm-hmm. gonna do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Well, I don't know. Oh, this is a, I did have a question. So, who, who are the? What do you rank Pharrell in like, Hookmen? Like people with like the best hooks in hip hop. Like three or I, four. I rank them number two. I'm gonna need you to relax. So name your four without naming Pharrell. Name your uh, three without naming Pharrell. I'm going with Nate Dogg, T Pain. You put um, T Pain over Pharrell? Yes. I put T Pain number three. Nah. I put Nate Dogg number one. Pharrell got, is number two. I got I, my my Pharrell might be number three for me. Well, can I say this to you? And I get I know that your admiration for T Pain is. But Pharrell started before T Pain, and he's still making hook hits after T Pain. Oh no, that that's fine. Okay, I just cool. still think T Pain's better at it. Mm-hmm. I prefer his style of hooks. Like, and yeah, it, it probably is preference, but mm-hmm. uh, rather no, biased. Pharrell, but... I mean, T Pain has some amazing hooks in, yeah. the, in the game, especially for the run that he had. His run isn't like what it was before, but like you said, it's the preference of what he did before. Mm-hmm. But what Pharrell has done. Even even the bridges that he's written over the years, the you know, him and I mean Nate Dogg is up here, but like Pharrell is like right there, bro. You know who might be on that list too, Wayne, for hook person. For hooks? Yeah. Wayne doesn't even rap on hooks. Wayne doesn't I, I even think do choruses. Le- nah, he was doing hooks for at one point when he was doing features too. Would think what, about it. Bag boy. Uh, I make it rain. I think those songs are given to him already with yeah, those hooks, bro. and he just uh, does it. Yeah, but yeah. I just say him more so in the creative, like where they they're the person who crafts the songs. They're the person that did that okay. shit. Like attention, oh yeah, like okay, yeah. Pharrell. <laughs> yeah, I ain't you gonna know? lie to you. Um, if, if I'm thinking about what I like, uh, I put Pharrell up there. Um, I think Pharrell might be my number one. If I, like we come just thinking off the top of my head, of, mm-hmm. as far as like. Artists like I, I I say that Puff is disqualified because he uses samples to yeah, fuel yeah. his hooks. Yeah. So it's kind of like a, a trick. We're already tricked because it's already songs that we already heard or already yeah. liked, right? So um, Dr. Dre, some of his some of his hooks sometimes are cringy or they like I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know I don't know. Um, I know that like for, uh, Snoop and Dre are like kind of tied together, but like Snoop's hooks are pretty dope. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Who else I can like think of? Like Kanye, makes some really good hooks too. Fifty too. Fifty had a great run with hooks. Fifty yeah. is a fifty is a great hook. Man. And Drake, Drake as well. Drake yeah. got to be in there. The dream. I, I definitely the dream. The yeah. dream is in there. The too. dream. Um, what I put Neil? Yeah. No, not Neil. Uh, all right, but also uh, Timbaland. Okay, maybe like. I gotta really write it down. I've never, to be honest, I've never thought outside of the three that I had. Yeah. Who's the three that you have? Um, Nate Dogg, Pharrell, T Pain. T Pain. Yeah. When Nate, I gotta find out if Nate actually wrote. I think that somebody told Nate 
to, I could be wrong though, but I, I hold Nate in high regard as well. Mm-hmm. But if we're talking right now, I think that Pharrell, I definitely put yeah, Pharrell as number Pharrell, one. For Pharrell me. will be number one for me if we're just talking about you know a lot. Yeah, because and and it's like across all genres too. Yeah, like that's also like a a, a, a bigger thing. Like I know like for Danny, um, he loves T Pain, and T Pain has like done it across like mad genres yeah. and shit. But I just think that his his run like his, his he went up so high and it came down so fast. Yeah, yeah, I get that's it. True. But I fucking love T Pain. Like, that's my guy. It is what it is. But uh, we have reached the end of this album. Sorry to to go off course so much there. But how how are we feeling? Do we feel like this album? I feel like we do all feel like it is a classic in some way. Do you think that holds true to the music? Um, I think a lot of it's still good. Uh, I don't have it in the high. I don't. I, it's it's not their best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think seeing sounds might be their best. Okay. Um, but uh, it's it's because of what it meant and like its impact on things. Like even though I didn't, uh, I came. I was a late on the wave. I could see what it did for the time mm-hmm. period that it did, mm-hmm. and how it pushed. Uh, you know, Soho parties, going out to hang out in the village, and like, I guess you know, if you're not from New York, you don't understand what that is. But that's like the cool, fashiony, swanky like neighborhood where you can get into all sorts of experiences. Yeah. Um, and this opened the door for a, a lot of. Uh, Minorities to come downtown and enjoy it. True. Mm. Out of five, I get an album with three. Um, this album to me is the same way how I look at it with College Dropout. Like it's it, it was a beginning of something, and what they did was is they were able to, in, like basically start a cult mm-hmm. and introduce fans to expanding their musical palette, and then they progressively got better and better at their crafts, right? I just think that this album is just groundbreaking because it showcased that you can't put Pharrell in the box. Mm-hmm. That he can pretty much make music in any genre and, and do it well. Mm. And also made it like a safe place for like black kids to enjoy rock and roll and not be looked at as weird or as my father would say, yo, you bugging out? Like when I would listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers, my dad thought like he was. My dad was very concerned when I was listening to Red Hot Chili Peppers, even though like they were kind of like kind of close to rap as well. That just Anthony Kettis's, uh style mm-hmm. of of singing and and delivering song lyrics were kind of like rap. So that's why I was able to listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers and enjoy them. So yeah, for me, I give this album a three, but I give it a three closer to the 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 good side of a three versus it being like not good. It's just that I'm like okay with this album, and I just think that you know some rock some rock artists make albums that like aren't like classics, but you just, they're just enjoyable. And this album yeah. is just that for me. It's very enjoyable. It it I would never fix my lips to say that it sucked, but it's just it's okay because it was the, their first try making an album as a band. Yeah. What, what um, was your rating? I'm going to give it a three also. Three? Yeah. Was yours a three or three and a half? Three. Okay. I'm going to give it a four. Um, the songs that work on here really, really work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, the production, it's, uh, you know, you can't listen to this album without all the things that you guys said, right? So you said, like, um, 
you know, some of the some of the people's introductions to going downtown or Soho life or like um, if you weren't here in that time frame, like I wasn't. But like listening to this even years later when I came to New York and being and feeling like I was a part of it or feeling like I was tapped into something a lot of people weren't. So it has those special little um, corner marks to it. And then also the singles, um, you know, lap dance, rock star, run to the sun, like the songs that are big on here and the placement of the of these songs is what really works for me yeah that's something else too i yeah. feel like i feel like it maintained energy it maintains energy well throughout the whole mm-hmm. album um i love that like you said a lot of the songs are tongue-in-cheek uh double entendres mm-hmm. um so I, I i definitely think it was a very well thought out in that aspect if this album would have been 15 16 tracks it probably would have been doing too much agreed i really like that it's is down to it's 12 songs 12 songs you in and you out like it's it's good and it for then that wasn't common well yeah for them that, that wasn't, wasn't common. that common not in the 2000s no you're right niggas was hitting you over the head with 18 19 20 songs bro we once got a 25 minute song yeah you know so um so i really appreciate this album for what it is uh as I was listening, I was like, "Damn, I, I would like this on vinyl. I don't have it." So um, it's a hundred dollars. I've been searching for it since we've been since I've been listening to it and living with it. Uh, I just have to make the decision if I want to spend a hundred dollars. Another, I did it for reasonable doubt, and for this album, I'm like, "Damn, do I like this album this much, or do I just like the fucking cover?" Well, the pa- <laughs> the packaging of this album might yeah. be worth it. The packaging of this vinyl, have you seen it? I, I know I have, but I'm just, that's what I'm saying. And it's only a hundred bucks. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the packaging might be worth it, I think. Um, but I give it a four. I can stand in that comfortably. And um, that's where we'll leave it. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Tori MV. We out of here. Thank you. Peace.